It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Sean here for the second time on your Wednesday because we've got bonus content for you, baby. It is, of course, uh, trade deadline season. The deadline is next week. And the Raptors happen to have had a very busy and loaded schedule this week. So we've been all bogged down with game recap episodes and talking about the team's recent winning ways and haven't had a lot of time to dig into that sweet, sweet trade content. And so... This is a bonus show doing just that with Corbin Ford, who is a wonderful podcaster who hosts the Round Ball Ramble podcast and co-hosts the Duncan Dynasty podcast, used to host a Spurs podcast as well, and he knows all about the San Antonio Spurs, who are the topic of today's show. Which players from the Spurs could the Raptors potentially poach for Goran Dragic or Precious Achua, Malachi Flynn, first-round picks, etc., etc., etc.? We talk about Jakob Pertl, we talk about Doug McDermott, Lonnie Walker, and more on today's bonus edition of Locked on Raptors with Corbin Ford. Stick around. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot trying to miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1110 of Locked On Raptors, a bonus edition of the show. I am your host, of course, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. And, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast or follow or rate or review or whatever it is on your favorite podcast apps for free. And you can find the show on YouTube for free as well. Please go subscribe over there and join the cast of nearly 1,600 people who have signed up to see my face Every day. It's very, very nice of you, and I hope to have more people in there to see my face. Uh, as always, a big thank you for making us your first listen of the day, although I guess this is probably your second listen of the day if you've already listened to this morning's Lockdown Raptors breaking down the game against the Heat, but that's okay. we got bonus for you, and on today's show, as I mentioned, Corbin Ford is here making his first appearance on the show. It's not going to be his last because Corbin is freaking awesome. We had a great time talking Raptors, Spurs, potential trade partnerships. The Spurs are a fun team to talk about because they have a lot of guys who could address some Raptors needs and they have a lot of like very easily tradable contracts. And so it's fun to come up with the different machinations for trades. And they're also a team with like, they could kind of go in 7,000 different directions. So it's a pretty fun theoretical exercise. So we do that on today's show. There's a good fake trade in there involving the boy Jakob Pertl and more. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get to it. The chat with Corbin Ford from Round Ball Ramble. Here it is. 
All right, joining me now is a person who I've been like friendly with online for a very, very long time. We've never done a podcast before because we've just never really crossed paths that kind of way before. But the trade deadline has a way of making you think about different podcasters who cover different teams. And of course, the San Antonio Spurs, but a team the Raptors have been sort of connected to a little bit. You know, Jakobertle has been a long favorite of a lot of Raptors fans who are lustful for a center. Lonnie Walker has been kind of an interesting guy that I've been looking at as a potential guy the Raptors could bring in to shore up their bench and maybe take like almost sort of a second draft look at, even though he's been better than a true flame out or anything like that. But either way, the Spurs are a team the Raptors have been tied to, and a man who knows a lot about the Spurs is the host of the Round Ball Ramble podcast. He's co-host of Duncan Dynasty, and he's a wonderful Twitter follow at Corbin NBA. It's Corbin Ford. Corbin, how's it going, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sean. I'm I'm doing well. I'm excited to be on and happy to talk some Spurs here. Yeah, man. So let's dig in, shall we? To sort of, a, let's first start before we get to specific names and trade packages and stuff. And we're probably not going to do like the fake trade machine thing here today. We're just going to talk about some dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do kind of want to get a read on where the Spurs are at right now. They're kind of this like weird building team they to me kind of strike me as a team that's like a couple years behind where the raptors are as a franchise where you know in theory maybe devin vassell or Dejounte murray or keldon johnson becomes the kind of guy that you can kind of figure as oh this is like a core piece of our team we're building around similar to the way the raptors have done it with siakam van vliet and anobi um, but they're behind and they're not winning a lot of games right now and they have a lot of dudes and they you know seem to draft a new six foot five dude every year josh primo shout out we love canada uh, but <laughs> like where are the spurs at right now in terms of their desire to move on from some of these guys are they at the point where they're trying to do like a consolidation trade are they just trying to like clear out some maybe guys who are not going to be part of the next good spurs team like what do you think their mindset going into this deadline is going to be it's so interesting because i you know you look at them play um, you look at the record, the Spurs, like, obviously they're not at the top. It's almost like they're kind of competing, but at the same time, you, you said it, they're, they're, they're people they have to make decisions with. We're going to talk about Lonnie Walker in a little bit and where he's at, you know, coming into restricted free agency. But you also have, of course, Derek White still, who probably is going to be part of the timeline of the next great Spurs team because they are a little bit away. You have DeJounte Murray, not quite in his prime, but playing like an all-star. Jakob Pertl up there as well. You still got... Young guys like Kelvin Johnson, and then you add Devin Vassell before year before Josh Primo this past year. So it's like this uh, amalgam of a team in different areas in terms of their own playing, like I guess career. And Drake Popovich is putting them together and kind of bringing them out, and you know as injuries come in and force COVID and, and adjusting in that way. But without, I would say a clear plan. I, I mean, at this point in time, I don't know if they're st- if they're going to be bottoming out, you know, and trying right. to you know do with the Spurs have not done historically, which is, you know, make some moves around the trade deadline. I wouldn't be surprised if they were to sit pat and ride the season out and draft another guy, you know, 11th or 12th in the lottery. So <laughs> it's so weird with this squad right now. I thought we'd have a handle on it this year post DeMar DeRozan. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I just don't see it in terms of the true direction. I think that barring the trade deadline, we'll, we'll finally have at least some clarity. But honestly, it's surprising. Who knows? Yeah, it's like, I could totally see the argument for, you know, building with what you've got and not moving on from any guys and just saying, hey, let's see how this this works out. And yeah, there'll be some keepers and some guys we don't keep. Maybe it's too early to make calls on any of these guys. At the same time, like, you know, they got a lot of guys and I'm not terribly moved as a sort of outside viewer as like, oh, this guy's going to be like a future superstar. They don't have a Scotty Barnes per se. 
like within their ranks. And so is it like a, hey, do we move the guys who we can get stuff for right now who are not going to be part of the next great Spurs team and then, you know, kind of recalibrate for a couple of years from now when Vassell might be there. Maybe Murray is still kind of, you know, moving into his prime as he's kind of in his pre-prime right now. Um, you know, and he's got a really good contract too, if I, if I recall. So, you know, maybe that's the move here. But I, I guess we can kind of spin that into some specific guys. And I think we should probably start with Jakob Pertl, who – Raptors beloved Raptors fan fave actually literally my favorite former Raptor to talk to when in the locker room of all time I don't have a lot of experience doing it because I'm a bad reporter but when I was there doing games talking to people when that was still a thing back in the before times Yak was awesome and he's become like incredible at defense yes he can't hit free throws to save his life but everything else that he does is pretty awesome Corbin, before we kind of dive into the you know potential return that the Spurs might be looking for for a guy like Pirtle, can you kind of fill the people in who maybe haven't watched him every day since he was dealt from the Raptors on the sort of growth that he's undergone as this sort of defensive anchor? Oh, most definitely. I think um, Stephen Noah, I hope I'm saying this first name right, did an amazing piece on like the hidden gems. And he, he mentioned Yaka Pirtle and one that, as a center, he is that guy, like you know, if you're watching the Spurs or watching basketball regularly, you know of him. If you're not and you're just, like, turn on the Spurs game, you know, you think DeJounte Murray, you're probably looking at Derek White, but you're not thinking of Pirtle. And, and what he's done really since he's been in San Antonio is really anchor that big man position. And it's the mm-hmm. little things he does so well. You know, it is protecting the rim. It is, you know, rebounding around the basket. It was also setting solid screens and, you know, um, opening up lanes for other teammates and finishing mm-hmm. well. Like, he has great touch around the basket that – I didn't really remember too much from Toronto, so I can't speak hmm. enough on that, but like has definitely flourished on the defensive end. It's really um, more of a connector. I think you, you, you definitely can tell the difference when Pirtle's out of the game and how the Spurs traditionally a pretty organized team on the defensive end just kind of seem lost in certain elements in terms of rotating and, and making sure they're helping out. And when Pirtle's in there, there's a sense of order there, you know, it's, it's right. restored. And I think that he's like, like you said, from the free throw line, it's awful. In fact, it's worse than last year. And last year was pretty bad. But, like, <laughs> in terms of an offensive end, if he's not, like, around the basket, like, okay, we're not we're not shooting 15-foot jumpers or proto. But, like, for what he does bring to a defense, what he does bring to a unit from that capacity, from his rebounding, and just the way he's really been an anchor for this team, you know, as unstable as they have been just by the record, he's like their one sign of stability, um, pretty much mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor, even if it's not traditionally by just scoring. All right, we've got more to get to on this episode with Corbin Ford of Round Ball Ramble and Duncan Dynasty and the internet. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks who have made daily fantasy easy finally it is so easy to use you can pick two to five players in an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you against the projected numbers there's no shadow expert behind a computer screen setting a lineup that is impossible to beat it's just you versus their numbers that is the way it should be prize picks is safe it offers fast withdrawals and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play today prize picks offers any product you can think of from points scored to to interceptions to steals to rebounds to any other thing that you can accrue as a statistic in any of the major sports 
Of course, you can not you can do just that basketball if you want, but you can also do multi-sport entries with you know a basketball player here, a football player there. It doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Why not take a, you know a player prop on an Alfonso Davies in the next Canada game? He's not playing tonight against El Salvador, I suppose, but the next time he does play, he's probably going to score because he's awesome. You can do it for Jonathan David, any of those wonderful Canadian national team members. You can get in there for sure with prize picks and they have an exclusive offer for a limited time offer yeah exclusive offer for a limited time it's a no-brainer of an offer for all users who are locked on listeners users get 50 dollars for free if you play in your first prize picks entry and score a single point you just need one point that's all and you get 50 bucks that is a pretty good trade-off to me but if you really don't believe me go to the site for yourself and figure it all out and use the promo code NBA to get started. That's right. It's an exclusive offer for Locked On listeners. Sign up today. Use the code NBA for 50 bucks for free if you have one player score a single point in their first entry. So go ahead and do it. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at TurboTax. And look, if you're like me, tax time can be kind of scary because I have a million different sources of income and they're all like bit parts that I have to pay, figure out what I'm paying for taxes and stuff. It's a very confusing time for a freelancer or anyone who has a bit of an unusual circumstance with their job. And as it turns out, in this hellish late capitalist society we live in, we all are living the gig economy, baby. And that makes it so Taxes are kind of scary, but they don't have to be with TurboTax because they are here to walk you through it. TurboTax have live, has live experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or even do your taxes from start to finish without any questions asked. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax live expert through your phone or your computer without leaving your house. TurboTax live experts are here however you need help. And if you need an extra hand, they can do your taxes for you and take them off your hands completely to uh, TurboTax Live Experts. An interesting life can meet an even greater refund. Go to TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into it. TurboTax Live. Go check them out this tax season. All right. Let's continue on the chat with Corbin Ford as we dig further into Raptors, Spurs, potential trade partnerships. It's a good time for the rest of the chat. We uh, you know, we get into Yakka Pirtle. We talk a lot about a specific trade that I came up with, too. Here it's a, we'll get back to it. Let's go. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I, Pirtle's a really tricky case for me as far as like a Raptors target goes, because I love Yaka Pirtle. I just talked about it. He's like a delightful dude. He's a wonderful guy to talk to. And his defense is just like out of this world. Is he Rudy Gobert? No, but he's probably a lot closer to Rudy Gobert than you would want to think. Like, that's how good he is around the basket. His rim protection numbers are ridiculous. And, yeah, he's not the same offensive threat. And he's not, you know, the, the free throw shooting is always going to be a limiter. But that rim protection in particular is something this Raptors team could really use. You know, even though they're playing really, really well right now with the small ball lineup and Scotty Barnes is figuring out how to do center things and things like that. You know, there's still moments where they need that backline help. I think of the first half against the Heat, for example, this week, where they were just brutal. And, you know, there were those backline breakdowns that you're just not going to have if you have like a regular center who's played his entire life at center and knows the ins and outs of the position the way Pirtle does. But the free throw shooting and the lack of offensive upside does kind of worry me a little bit, especially for a Raptors team that is light on shooting as it is. So, if the Raptors were to get Pirtle, it would definitely depend on, to me, whether it's a good move or not, whether, you know, they're, they're giving up a, a return that's not sort of damaging their long-term outlook or changing the way that their starting five is going to look. I think Pirtle probably figures in as like a bench piece more than anything who you can slide into the starting five 
in the event that you come across a Joel Embiid or something like that. But with that in mind, like the, the Spurs are not going to give up Pirtle for nothing here. He's on a pretty valuable contract. He is a UFA after next season. He makes only nine and a half million bucks next year, 8.7 this year. Like he's a commodity that a lot of teams are going to want. What do you think would be the going rate for a team to try to get Pirtle? And, and you know, with the Raptors, a team that basically has Goran Dragic's salary matching, Ken Birch and Chris Boucher's salary matching, maybe a Malachi Flynn or perhaps a Precious Achua to toss in as a sweetener, although I don't think Achua would necessarily be on the table considering how I think the Raptors view him. And then like their first round picks for the future, maybe one or two on the table there. It's not like an exactly hilariously beautiful trade package to be like having to go crazy for, but like, is there something in there or is it going to be something more than that that these Spurs are looking for for Pirtle? That's an interesting question. I was trying to think about that. I'm not a big trade machine guy. I mean, I am, but they usually come out on the crazy side. A smart side. person. A smart person. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I try, but people go like, obviously, you had an agenda, Corbin. But yeah. But like, <laughs> um, looking at that, I would imagine, I mean, the trade packs you described are just like Pirtle. Like, they're not going to blow the doors off, but mm-hmm. they're pretty competent trades, I think. And for San Antonio, I think ideally you're looking at a pick. You know, you said the Raptors have their first round picks. I think just considering the production you're getting as well as the great contract that he's on, that's probably a given, right? Um, mm-hmm. Pressure two would be great. You know, the Spurs, you know, okay, we give up one guy, we give a younger guy who could, you know, grow and maybe be the big man on the next Spurs team, which if you look at their young and in their prime kind of guys, they're all pretty small, mm-hmm. you know? But like you said, probably off the table. So then maybe you do settle for Malachi Flynn. You do get some salary matching. I think Chris Boucher is such an interesting player. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I think he's a weird player, but I could oh, see so him. Weird. He's, yeah, he's, he's just very <laughs> weird. But like, if there is a team that I could see him on, that would be like, we'll take him. It would be San Antonio. So mm-hmm. I could see some package around, you know, maybe Boucher, um, Malachi Flynn, if we're going with that, just a young guy. And then you do get a first rounder, whether it is, you mm-hmm. know, next year's, whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that's pretty fair value given that you're getting a guy again. He's solid. I mean, it's like, I don't even think I'm doing Pirtle justice. I mean, uh, watching mm-hmm. a Lakers Spurs game just a little bit ago, like he erased, this is while when Anthony was before he got injured, but erased um, a shot of his. And I was like, oh my gosh, like the Lakers kept going to the basket and he kept erasing it. Like he mm-hmm. is that guy. But at the same time, um, I think a, a reasonable package like that's going to be fine. You're not going to be dumping, you know, multiple young players. I don't think San Antonio, I think they're uh, self-aware, you know, in a trade <laughs> like that, that they're not right. <laughs> going to be getting the whole farm there. But I do like that as a proposal. It's interesting because, like, he strikes me as a guy who could maybe get two firsts. Like, is that maybe that's crazy? That two for I never know how what first costs. Like, yeah, what they what they value that exactly, (laughs) and how desperate they are. Like, the freaking Blazers gave up two firsts for Robert Covington. So that's true. It's all fake and made up in terms. of it's like the actual stock market. The stock market of picks is make believe. So a pick Uh, (laughs) That's what I would like. I'm just saying. There you go. Like you just scroll down and be like, okay, you know, this works. But, but <laughs> The one thing with Boucher, I suppose, is a return piece for the Spurs is that he's a pending free agent, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, is he someone they'd want to bring around long-term? And, and to me, that's why Boucher has always felt like not really like a sexy, you know, player asset type guy to offer. He's more of a you match salary and, t- and attach a pick to him. But, you know, if you were to – I'm looking at Pirtle. He makes 8, 8.75 this year. If you were to either throw Ken Birch or Boucher, you know, Birch has a couple more years beyond this one, with like six or seven million bucks. Mm-hmm. Like throw those guys plus a Malachi Flynn as a, as a little extra sweetener. And then a guy to, you know, for, for, for money matching purposes as well. And a first, like if that's something the Spurs 
go for it. Like that's something I do for sure. If I'm the Raptors, like I'm hundred percent on mm-hmm. board with that. Um, of course it requires two to tango. And I, I don't know yeah. if the Spurs are going to be uh, super eager to trade with the Raptors after what happened a couple years ago anyway, but we don't have to go with that bridge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, that bridge I was is thinking big about crossed. that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of other guys I want to ask you about. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're thinking about, you know, Goran Dragic, for example, is some of the Raptors have. It's 19 million bucks in salary. They're looking to match. Uh, you got to remind yourself as well, Raptors fans out there, that the Raptors probably need to take a little bit less money back that's going out because of the tax. They're so close to it. They're like $100,000 or something super close to the tax right now. And they're not paying the tax for this team as good as they are. And so it's going to require some financial maneuvering. And so Dragic at like 19 million bucks is a starting point. You throw in a first-round pick, maybe that's something, too. And then I'm looking at the Spurs roster. There's lots of interesting dudes here, man. Like, Doug McDermott is someone the Raptors could certainly use. Is he a great defender? Would he fit the Raptors' defensive scheme? 100% absolutely not, but he can bomb threes, and the Raptors need just anybody who can hit a capable three. They've been begging for Svi Mihailuk all season long to do it. He hasn't done it. Doug McDermott actually does it. That's his whole thing. That's an interesting one to me. And then... In addition to Doug McDermott, if you were to throw in like a, I mean, maybe a Pirtle or maybe like a Lonnie Walker or something like that, like a McDermott plus Walker is kind of interesting to me. You get a couple of wing pieces for the Raptors. I'm not sure what the Spurs really think of Walker. It, it feels like maybe he's on the outside looking in of their future sort of collection of guys. But, you know, and you mentioned he's an RFA as well, so you'd have to pay him. But, you know, what, what's your sort of view on how they view Walker, how they value Walker in addition to McDermott, who, I mean, McDermott feels like a guy that they'd be happy to move on from, right? I, I got to say, I, I think that McDermott definitely is one that, I mean, shooting, what, 41% for three? It's not, it's it's, it's not, what well, I guess, it, it's around his area. 46.1, my God. Oh, geez, this year, <laughs> wow. So yeah. there you go. So bombing away. I'm, <laughs> but, like, in terms of, over his career, like you get, oh, I was get a stop I, I, I field goal percentage uh-huh. is 56. I'm bad at reading. You were right. I'm a fool. Oh, okay. Carry I was, on. I was sitting there going, like, no, no, it's cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, no, no. Must have missed a few good nights. <laughs> but definitely, but but you're getting someone who, I mean, even that's still more than good for Toronto Raptors. Like you said, you know, you're looking at um, Fred Van Vliet. You're looking at Gary Trent Jr. And then what? Maybe OG Anobi as far as consistent three-point shooting. I like Pascal Siakam yeah. as a shooter as well. But I'm just saying guys that come to mind as shooters. So, the McDermott, you said it. That's his shtick. That's it. You know? And you think that on a team like Toronto with so much length and just reach on the defensive end, even while being, mm-hmm. I guess, relatively undersized at the five-man, you still have enough there that you can kind of cover – um, some of his weaknesses in that end. Um, I mean, he's doing you know fair enough in elements with the Spurs here already. But in terms of Lonnie Walker, let me preface it by saying I love Lonnie Walker. Like he is <laughs> the best. Um, just great energy. I love I love the hair when he first came. The story behind it, everything. Like good player. I-, I think by the same token, he is in a word inconsistent. I think that's the right. word to look for. Like, I would by no means, and you said this um, earlier, he's definitely not a flame out. You know, if you look at that draft where he was selected, um, like half of them are in the NBA now. The 60, I think he's 38. Um, they're still playing. Like, he's one, like, he's still like a, a decent player. He's definitely going to get a contract somewhere. Um, is it going to be in San Antonio? That's the question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, I guess the issue here for me is how much of that is just his own inconsistency and how much of that is the role. Because it was one thing when you're battling for minutes alongside DeJounte Murray, um, um, DeMar DeRozan, 
you're also dealing with Derek White, you know, last season in terms of jostling for minutes and, and trying to have an opportunity, not quite being a spot-up shooter, but needing the ball in his hands in a, in a situation where that wasn't possible. But you come here now, there's more of an opportunity. He's definitely been getting the minutes, um, at least up to a certain point, and he has flashes where he looks great. You know, three ball hasn't really been around all year for him, but in general, mm-hmm. just kind of taking over for stretches. Um, I know he, again, ringing up a Lakers game, I remember, lit them up. Like, he has games where he is – even beyond competent, like you look at him, okay, this is what we were thinking the next step in Lonnie Walker's evolution would be. And then there's other games where he kind of disappears or he's trying to shoot himself out of a slump and just more into one. And then you can see the confidence kind of like dissipating like in real time. And that impacts right. his entire game. And so I don't know. I don't want to say it's as far as like giving up. I mean, he's still getting, I think, healthy amount of minutes. It's just you don't really know what you're getting with it. Um, right. And I guess in that case, you can make an argument that Toronto would be a fresh start. You know, maybe it's different scenery. Maybe it's okay. You know what? This is a blank slate, you know, and you can take your game and make it whatever you want because San Antonio, there is a system and you could say, okay, the couple of years you're trying to figure out where to fit in and where to find your minutes and t- or where to find your touches is different than in Toronto. So I would look at it that way. But I mean, that he's he's confusing for me and I think inconsistent is the word. And I could mm-hmm. see San Antonio bring him back on like a short kind of, I don't want to say prove it deal, but like, Bring keep him along while not like cementing him as part of the future. Um, but I really think it's probably a, a high time for for a move. Yeah, that's totally fair. And the way you describe him as a Terrence Ross acolyte uh, speaks to exactly <laughs> the type of player I love. Oh, he's going to be terribly inconsistent, but have tantalizing flashes. Hell yeah, sign me up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love it exactly. <laughs> All right, going to round out the chat with Corbin in just one second here with the fake trade I've been teasing all along, baby. Uh, and it's going to be fun. So that is to be expected in just one minute. But first, before we get to that, got to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar who make the best tasting protein bars money can buy. They are a great way to wean yourself off of bad eating habits, to feel indulgent without having to actually be indulgent, and to, uh, you know, power yourself through your day. Maybe you have a long day at work. You got a lot of meetings you got to sit through. A Built Bar can help you get through them with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams per grams of protein in the standard bar. It's just not even a comparison. You go to a typical candy bar, you get 240 calories or more. That's like the low end, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. 30 grams of sugar. You know how many grams of sugar that is? There's so much sugar in one single bar. Why would you do that when you can have a built bar and stay away from the sugar while still feeling like you're having a sweet treat? You got a ton of flavors to choose from as well. So go and find your favorite over at built.com. You can get a mixed box. You can get a single flavor box and you can find those limited time flavors that pop up from time to time as well. Valentine's Day is just 12 days away. I would imagine there will be some Valentine's themed confections available over at Built.com, so go check them out. That's Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. That is the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Go check them out. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now let's check out the final part of the conversation with myself and Corbin Ford from Round Ball Ramble talking Raptors, Spurs, trades, Jakob Pertl, anybody? Let's get so, to it. I know I said I wasn't going to do the trade machine thing here, Corbin. Uh, and and I, I, great readout on Lonnie Walker. I, you know, I think 
you know, the Raptors would have to consider whether or not they want to pay him. And, uh, you know, that might be a little bit of a bridge too far for them, considering all the money they have tied up going forward here. But, you know, if they figure they can sort of make him like the bench version of Gary Trent Jr. on the team, then, hey, maybe there's something there. That yeah. said, I think I've landed Corbin on my dream Raptors Spurs trade. I said I wasn't going to do the trade machine, but I'm going to do the trade machine. Just okay. bear with me here as I try to share my screen. Uh, I got <laughs> to pull up the trade machine, and I, I hope that this works. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we're going to go. Can we do this? Can we? Can we make this happen? Uh, I don't know. I, th this might be too hard to pull off. So I'm just going to read the trade to you. How about that? Okay. We're going to do this on the fly, but we can't. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> The deal I've concocted here is the Spurs receive Goran Dragic, presumably wave him so he can sign with the Mavericks. Uh, they get Svima Hailuk as some salary matching and then pick your poison between Svima Hailuk or Precious Achua. Uh, sorry, you get Svima Hailuk and pick your poison between Precious Achua or Malachi Flynn. Um, you know, I think the Raptors would probably prefer to hang on to Precious Achua. It might take Precious Achua to make this deal happen, in which case you got to give up stuff to get stuff. And as much as I like Precious Achua, I think it's probably worth the squeeze. Mm -hmm. You get back in return if you're the Raptors for that. Oh, the Raptors throw in a first round pick this year, top 10 protected as well. So, you know, if they're in the lottery in the back part and the play in, then they would maybe sort of convey the pick. But if it if they get if they miss the play in altogether or lose the play in, win the lottery, they still are sort of have a little bit of insurance there for some crazy, crazy luck going down. But a top 10 protected pick this year, probably not going to be a top 10 pick this year. So it will convey. The Raptors get Doug McDermott and Jakob Pertl in return. This works. This brings the Raptors in uh, $1.3 million less as well under the tax line. So you get McDermott, Pertl for Drogic, uh, Achua, Mihailuk, and a first-round pick this year. You are the Spurs front office. Corbin, what are you saying? Okay, so before I put on the Spurs hat, I got to say nothing is more exciting than when you pull off a trade, click accept, you know, accept trade, and it oh, goes it's through beautiful. and it's, it's, it's exhilarating. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to make that note. But um, all right, putting the cap on. If I'm the Spurs looking at that, um, yeah, for, for sure, I think you're looking for for um, Precious in, in that deal, certainly. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. As far as the, the salary match, I mean, you know, the filler in terms of, you know, getting um, both V and um, Goran Dragic, that makes sense, kind of integral to making the deal kind of go across, and you're right, you can either keep, I can see them keeping Mikhail Luke, um, just to have around, right. you know, as a shooter, um, and then Goran, like you said, going to Dallas, like, he's been destined all season, so there you go with that, <laughs> and then as far as um moving McDermott alongside Pirtle, I think that's good, the pick I think is interesting, I personally think the top 10 is fine, but I think given, mm -hmm. I mean, the Raptors are, where, being where they are, I can see the Spurs going, hey, you know, we're giving you, like, Pirtle's like, he's good, like, straight up give True. it to us you know and just make True. the pick unprotected let it be what it's going to be so that Which is I might something do, by that, the way i don't yeah I, I, you should know me corbin i think picks mm -hmm. are fake i don't care give them away they're, they're, they're not <laughs> You're like hey what like they're the children who don't exist yet yeah <laughs> uh -huh. and see as his first gm i would be like hmm we want them protected if you said no i'd be like, okay that's fine but like you know in this case <laughs> yeah but in this case i do think yeah i think that if you were to I think it would seal the deal. It was unprotected first round pick, and you get pressures at you. And you know, okay, we are actively building for this next step in our in the Spurs next great Spurs team. Like we're actively laying down the groundwork for that, and that kind of mm -hmm. caught in this like 
middle ground that we've kind of been, which is, like you said, you know, back half of the lottery, not quite contending. Maybe there's a play-in game, maybe not. Um, I would definitely like that as a clear sign of direction of where they're going. Oh, there it is. I see it. Yeah, um, I did it while you were talking. <laughs> I'm very good at quick video editing. Uh, <laughs> we got the deal sorted out, baby. Uh, yeah, you see it there, McDermott, Pirtle, to the Raptors, yeah. Drogic, Svee. Uh, Mihailuk in a first. And yeah, I would probably take the protections off that pick too because I'm not terribly worried about it being a lottery pick anyway. I think the Raptors are probably going to, you know, I mean, I'm not worried, I guess, about the idea of a pick jumping up in the lottery that far. It's just the odds are astronomical. Yes, it could hurt. Yes, there's, Mm -hmm. I suppose, a really bad downside to lifting the protections there. Maybe you leave it as a top three protected thing or something like that, um, or top two or top one. But, you know, for the most part, I'm I'm not too worried about it. And I think Jakob Pertl and Doug McDermott would kind of address a lot of the issues that this team has right now. Um, Corbin, that is all I got for you, man. I I really appreciate you indulging my uh, trying to pick the Spurs apart for for spare parts. Uh, (laughs) And and it's uh, really appreciated chatting with you, man. Anything... Uh, in terms of parting shots on the Spurs trade deadline situation, the guys we didn't talk about who might be interesting ahead of the deadline, uh, or any parting shots before we wrap up? I, I just want to say thank you. First off, Sean, it was a pleasure just course, talking man. this with you and, you know, talking to Spurs and some trades. We we both love it, even though, you know, we, we don't love it, but we do love it. So that's <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I, I feel gross about myself every time yeah. I go to the trade machine, but it's the same as I, I feel gross every time I order fast food, but I'm still going to do gonna it. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel this. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's me though. But no, I do. <laughs> I thank you. I um definitely think it's gonna be interesting. I am really hopeful the Spurs do make a move. I think this is one of those trades, almost like we've been hearing, you know, with other players, Jeremy Grant, other players, where it's been so much kind of talk that yes, it mm-hmm. could easily just be nothing. But I'm really hoping that there is some kind of smoke to this and that there is a fire going in. The Spurs, you know, buck the trend and do something they haven't done make a, a major kind of trade here, rechart their direction, and see where that goes. And then we can look forward and go, okay, we're not playing the game of where the Spurs are going to be. We know this is the direction the front office is taking, and, and let's go from there. I think the fans of San Antonio, like, there wouldn't be an issue about that at all. So let's just rip the bandit off. Let's make that happen. I'm excited to see if it does. And if, you know, Pirtle goes back to the Raptors, I think that you have two great fan bases. I'd be happy about that. Spurs fans, you know, really have grown to love Pirtle and where what he's grown into um, and the continued evolution that we've seen him have before our own eyes in San Antonio or, you know, just Spurs fans. And it'd be a welcome home for the Raptors. And I, especially, I think you are as well, Sean, for NBA players going back to their old stomping grounds, like that kind of warms my heart in a way that like, I don't know these people personally, like, I don't know, but I might as well shed a tear, you know, (laughs) like I love it. So I hope that that's the case. You're talking to someone who has tried to get Jonas Valanciunas, Terrence Ross, probably DeMar DeRozan at some point, uh, and Jakob Pertl now back on the Raptors, so I totally get what you're talking about. Uh, Damari Carroll's next, baby. Uh, We're going to wrap it there. (laughs) Uh, Sign off for today. Corbin, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people check out your work? Oh, you can definitely find me um, on Twitter, at CorbinNBA, Round Ball Ramble, wherever you listen to podcasts. I mean, I'm usually there tweeting and talking. You know, we love ball, so that's where I'm at. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Go check out Corbin's work. We'll have you back on the show again for sure to talk about the Jakob Pertl's trade back to the Spurs after he's <laughs> traded to the Raptors or something like that. We'll get you on before that happens because you're the best man and you know all about the entire NBA. So why wouldn't we have you on to talk about other NBA and Raptors stuff? We will do that at some point in the future. Corbin, thanks, man. To you out there, thank you so much for listening and for supporting the podcast and enjoying this little bonus episode of the show. You can go and subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, all that good stuff. You can go to YouTube and subscribe 
as well. And you can go and make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets. As the Super Bowl is coming up, the big game, I think is what we're supposed to call it officially. Uh, and if you want to go bet on, quote unquote, the big game, you should go and check out Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling as they will have you covered for all of the gambling storylines going into, again, the big game. And uh, with that, we will leave it there. And we'll talk to you again with another episode of Locked On Raptors very, very soon. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.